Most people don't expect anything for Christmas, and Samina was the same way. All she expected was that the person who she was in a two-year relationship with would leave his other relationship and only focus on her. But she didn't get the only thing she was asking for. Unfortunately, she would get the complete opposite. Welcome to episode 5 of Christmas in Crime. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to talk to everybody again. How's your week been? Mine's been great. Um, This is day five of Christmas and Crime, and I am super excited. I also have had more people listening than I did last year. We have about 12 people consistently listening as soon as they go up, and that is exciting. And then, of course, within the you know next couple days, we still get our average amount in the first week. So that's amazing. Um, I hope your guys' Christmas is going okay and the week to it is not too hectic. Mine has been insane. I've been watching everybody's kids. I've been trying to get ready for Christmas myself. Like, I even forgot to buy cookies for Santa. I had to go buy those today. Like, it has been hectic. Hopefully your Christmas is less hectic and, you know, that's why we're all here. We're all ready for Christmas and we're here to talk about crime. Today's episode is not going to be quite as intense as yesterday's episode. That was a whole family that, you know, got murdered and we talked about how I was thinking about saving that for episode six, but I really decided to do that one on episode four because I was really excited to talk about it. It was really cool. Anyways, because I have no updates for you, we can just jump right into today's case. Today's case is about Samina Amam. I hope that I'm saying her name right. It looks pretty easy to say, and I looked it up, and that's how they pronounced it, so don't come at me if I'm not. Samina was 34 years old at the time and was actually a marketing boss at Costco, Um, Because she was a marketing boss, she would work at a couple of different locations in the area, bouncing back and forth, and she didn't have just one store. This is where she would meet a man named Roger Cooper, who was 41 at the time and was just a normal manager at Costco. Samina would begin talking to Roger, and at first it was, you know, strictly work-related, But the two seemed to hit it off very, very well, very, very quickly. Because of this, they would end up engaging in a relationship. Um, I am unsure if at the very beginning, Samina knew that Roger was already in a relationship or if she didn't know until later down the line when their relationship began to blossom. Now, if you've worked anywhere, really, you will know that a manager dating somebody lower than them is very, very frowned upon. If a manager and another manager, you know, begin dating, it's still frowned upon, but not nearly as much because what normally can happen if a manager dates somebody underneath them is they can, you know, fake some 
evaluations. They can let them get away with things that they're not supposed to get away with. A lot of things can happen when a manager is dating somebody below them. In this case, Roger was below Samina and they should not have been in a relationship at all. Because of this, their relationship would be a secret. Nobody at Costco really knew that they were, you know, seeing each other and they would hide when they would go places together or when they would like leave together. Nobody really suspected it, at least nobody super important, because the two of them continued their relationship for about two years before Samina decided that she wanted something more. At this point, Samina knew for sure that Roger was seeing somebody else and he was in another relationship and she decided that she wanted Roger all to herself and she wanted to stop hiding their relationship because not only was she now hiding it from work, she was basically hiding it from everybody because Roger was seeing somebody else. During this two-year relationship, Samina was under the impression that Roger was going to leave his other girlfriend to go out with her. He talked about it all the time. He said he was just waiting for the right time. But the affair kept going longer and longer without Roger ever leaving his girlfriend. And by the time two years hit, Samina decided that Roger needed a little bit more of a push to leave his girlfriend. Samina told Roger that it was time. It was time for him to officially break it off with his other girlfriend and to strictly go out with her or they were going to break up. Now, of course, Roger didn't want to break it it off with either of them, and he told Samina that he was going to choose her and that he would finally go and break up with his other girlfriend. He even gave her a date and everything that the relationship was going to end. Now, before we get too far into the story, I wanted to bring up Roger's brother, David Cooper. David was 39 at the time, and Roger called him up one day. He would inform David that he was not happy about this dilemma, and instead of letting Samina break it off with him, it was time for him to take control of the situation and for him to take care of Samina. He was recruiting his brother to help him take her out. Roger was afraid that when Samina broke up with him, she would make it clear and tell his other girlfriend that he was cheating the entire time with her and she was under the impression that he was leaving the other woman for her and he didn't want to come out as a cheater. He did not want to lose that girlfriend. And on top of that, you guys, Roger also had another girlfriend. He was dating three women at a time, and he was afraid that if Samina broke up with him, she would expose him to the other two relationships and all of them would end, and he really, really didn't want that. Roger had already dug himself into a hole by dating three women and promising them, probably all, that he was leaving the other woman to be with them. He decided the best way to dig himself out of it, without anybody really knowing, was to take care of Samina so she couldn't tell anyone. It took Roger and David a month to plot out Samina's murder. They picked a spot. They even dug a shallow grave. 
and they began to buy a lot of poisonous metals. They also decided that the best way to communicate would be by code. Most of their communication would happen over text message, and they didn't want somebody to see it and understand what was going on, or somebody to easily be able to track it, or what if Samina saw a phone that talked about her murder? This code they would create was a Star Wars-based code, and it was very, very easy to crack what they were talking about. Roger would tell Samina that it was time and that they were going to go do something for Christmas Eve. He was going to end it with the other woman and they would start a relationship. Samina would leave her place of work, Costco, at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve in 2014. She would get into her car and drive out of the Costco parking lot Roger also getting into his car and driving off in a different direction. Remember, they could not be seen together, and that is why they did this. Samina would drive just a short little bit until she would park her vehicle and get out, waiting for Roger to pull up. When Roger pulled up, she would load up her luggage into the back of his vehicle and climb into his car under the impression that they were about to officially start a life together. Roger had told Samina that at the start of 2015, they would be together finally. And Samina was looking forward to that. They believe at this point, Roger informed Samina that before they went on their vacation, because they were going on a little tiny short vacation together, they needed to visit his brother, David. He also told Samina that they were not going to stay long. Samina agreed because she was over the moon. All she wanted for Christmas was Roger. She didn't care that they had to go see David. During this drive, she would have a brief phone call with her sister. She asked how her family was and how her mother was doing because she had not seen them all in a while. On top of just, you know, your basic check-ins, she would confirm to the sister that she was going to come to the family Christmas party that was coming up. Then at about 5 p.m. that night, Roger would park the car and him and Tamina would get out and walk into David's home for that brief visit. We don't know exactly what went down when Tamina was in the home. But what the authorities believe happened was that basically immediately after Samina entered David's home, she would sit on the couch and the men would go right into attacking her. The two men easily overpowered Samina and held her down and placed a rag that was covered in chloroform over her mouth and nose. They continued to hold this rag to her face until they were sure that Samina had died. At this point, the authorities believed that to make sure she was actually dead, they would inject other poisons into her bloodstream in a liquid form to make sure that she didn't wake up. Only an hour and a half later, at about 6.25, Roger would leave David's house alone. 
Samina's body stayed in the home with David. David was in charge of disposing of her body. The men had basically everything planned out, and as soon as Roger would leave the home, he would send a text to himself from Samina's phone. This text wrote, I am fuming. I am going to where I am truly cared for. And that was it. Roger would drive home and pretend like nothing happened. David, though, was not done. He would move her body after wrapping it up in cling wrap and finishing that off with a sleeping bag to her grave. Once there, he would bury her deep in the hole, get in his vehicle, and move on. And then Roger remembered that they needed to move her vehicle. She had parked, they had been seen together, they didn't want to be seen there. That would look suspicious. The men would get into this vehicle and move it somewhere different. Once they were happy with the new location, they would wipe down the entire interior so that it was clear of any DNA or fingerprints, and they would stage the inside of the car to look as though Samina just abandoned it. Days later, Samina's family Christmas party came up, and Samina failed to show up. Nobody could also get a hold of Samina, and because of this, they would file a missing persons report. The police took this pretty serious. It didn't take them long to find Samina's vehicle, and it did look like she had just abandoned it there. But upon further investigation, there was no DNA in the vehicle or fingerprints. And the driver's seat was set much farther back than Samina would have sat it, meaning that somebody who was taller had to have driven her vehicle there and left it. Immediately, the authorities began to investigate this as a no-body murder. They knew Samina had been met with foul play. Samina's family knew of Roger, and they would inform the police about it, and the police would pull Samina and Roger's phone data. This is when, using the data, they would discover the two were together the last night she was seen. When doing some digging into Roger's home, they would also find a lot of things of Samina's, like a gift that she had given Roger, some of her medication, and they knew that the two were not only in a relationship, but together the night Samina disappeared. On top of that, somebody tipped the police off that they had seen somebody digging a hole in their nearby area. The police headed straight towards this tip. It lined up perfectly, and they began to do their own digging. It only took them a couple of minutes before they would uproot some fabric. Namely, a corner of a sleeping bag. Not even a month after Samina was murdered, they would find her body. She was buried at an element in Leicester that even had a sign above it that talked about running out of places to bury bodies. Both brothers, David and Roger, were arrested on January 7th, 2015, only two days 
After the men were arrested, they were able to easily charge them with murder. At first, David claimed that he had never even heard of a woman named Samina. He had no idea who they were talking about. But it was very, very clear, especially in the text messages, that David was involved. Once he realized he could not fake, not knowing what was happening, he would give the authorities a partial confession. He would also tell the authorities that the death was an accident, saying that they were asked to move her car and that's why they were in it and had moved it, and they found Samina dead in her vehicle. They then panicked and decided they needed to take care of her body, thinking that they would be charged with murder. It was very clear that this was not true. Samina also died of chloroform and didn't, you know, die in her car. So nobody was buying it. The trial would take eight weeks. During this time, Roger informed the courts that he never intended on leaving his partner. He was only afraid Samina would come clean about their affair and that his other two relationships would suffer and possibly end. Because of this fear that those relationships were going to end, he would decide to completely and totally take her out of the equation by murdering her. Which to me is like a really dumb thought process because the other two relationships at this point probably clearly ended if not suffered because not only did he cheat and it came out that he was a cheater, but he also murdered one of his, you know, side pieces because he didn't want them to find out. The authorities would also inform the courts that these men had tried to kill Samina a couple different ways as well. Before murdering her using chloroform, the autopsy showed that there was those metals in her blood system. They knew that these had to have either been consumed or administered like a liquid. Which is why earlier I talked about how they believe that the men chloroformed her and then injected her to make sure she was dead. But it's also possible that she had been consuming this metal to try to poison her because it was arsenic, tin, and mercury that were all throughout her blood system. It's possible she could have been given these a number of occasions in hopes that it would just kill her. It also came out on December 12th that Roger had told Tamina to meet him at a hotel. He told her that he had rented out a room that he didn't actually rent out, and they were going to stay there that night together. Instead of renting a room and staying there, Roger would stay home and inform David to sit outside of the hotel and grab Samina. For some reason, this first attempt at her life would fail. It sounds as though her ride, Uber or whatever she took, would drop her off very, very close to the front doors. So David did not have a chance to grab her. They would use their Star Wars lingo to say that it was a fail and Samina would live another night. Like I said, the chloroform is what killed Samina. They would question both of the men to try to find out where it had come from. Roger didn't know. 
It was David's job to get the chloroform. And David informed the courts that he purchased it off of the internet, from eBay, actually. At the end, it was crystal clear that both men were involved and responsible for the death of Samina, and they handed both of them a 30-year-to-life sentence. Neither of them even flinched. They didn't freak out. They didn't even look at each other. They stayed very calm when being handed their sentence. Roger would rather murder one of his lovers than risk his secret relationship getting out, even though it came out anyways because he was caught in a murder. It breaks my heart to think about the fact that Samina was under the impression that she was finally going to be able to start a life with Roger. But instead, he planned over a span of a month how to murder and dispose of her body so his other two relationships wouldn't end. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.